Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome home. After a, a short break and some solo adventures, you have finally returned back to business as normal at the Guild. You are surrounded by the warm glow of the underground facility that you've come to know and love, and you're meeting up again for the first time back in your quarters after your adventures. Guys, I missed you so much. You guys, you gotta tell me everything. You gotta tell me everything. But later. <laughs> oh, so not right now. <laughs> no, uh, we can. We'll, you don't we'll talk right now. We we can. Uh, do, you have, do you have like a meeting to go to or something? <laughs> I feel like I just saw you. You just don't want to talk. When if, can you pencil us in, Darnold? Well, if, <laughs> if hypothetically we took <laughs> journal entries of our adventures, we can read over those instead of recapping it all. Oh, uh, were, were we supposed to write stuff? To, I didn't get the assignment. Were we supposed to write things down? I didn't write anything. You down. guys didn't write anything down. That's I don't. <laughs> I don't the, journal. The Woken Adventures Lost to Time. I just remember everything super well. You guys, uh, yeah, I, I remember when I was 12. I'm not 12. <laughs> How old are you again? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm 450. I'm, I'm like, I don't yeah, remember Yeah, I'm around anything. there. Yeah, but you're yeah. like 20 in like actual gnome years. Yeah, my brain is 450 age-wise. Not not maturity-wise, just age-wise. Oh. Maternity? I guess it makes sense. Maternity? I, I meant maturity. Oh. I don't know why I said maternity. But see, that's how old I am. <laughs> I speak in malapropisms. You know, they how... say the words are the first thing to go. <laughs> anyway. We need to talk about finding a home for him. He can't really take care of himself anymore. Whoa. He definitely shouldn't be driving. <laughs> so anyway, who did you guys get to hang out with? I got... This guy, really annoying accent, and we really had a place because we went on a Western adventure, and I saved the town. Um, he helped, but mostly I saved this Western town wow. from a monster uh, inside of a cave. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. What it, type of monster? Uh, we, we didn't actually see it because I did mess the adventure up, so you know how it is. Uh, what did you do, Kitsa? Oh, so I got to hang out with Lily. And we went in the forest, and there was, like, a little cat, and there was an owl, and they were familiars for these, like, two girls. Well, we didn't know there were two girls at a time. We were just like, oh, there's – oh, wait, maybe we did? It is a long time ago. And by a long time ago, I mean, like, last week or a couple days ago. Oh. Um, <laughs> but we went in the forest, and we were looking for these girls, and they were a house. It was very much like an other mother Coraline situation. Ooh. Um, so did we, you see your other mother? Uh, not like Coraline? my mother, just like the concept of the other. 
Oh. Um, Deep. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, like, we didn't really kill anything. We just GTFO'd. Sounds spooky. It was very spooky. So we were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the kids. Let's uh, let's go back and uh, eat some apples. And Oh. Well, you know, like the apple. Oh, yeah, oh, like know, the transportation the, apple. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Did you know Lily is a rogue? No. I, I don't know who Lily. That's interesting. Lily the librarian? Oh, that Lily. I guess yeah. it explains why she's like very quick at like getting things on and off the shelves. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Kind of like maneuver around the library. Yeah, it makes you wonder right. what happens if you like, you know, don't turn in your book on time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought the the going guild punishment was just assassination anyway for any. Yeah, like, probably. But what a wonderful like D and D character Although, idea. Although you know, a lot of libraries now they've stopped doing fines and it's turned into more people come into the library. So maybe she does the opposite. Maybe she just like slips a gold in your pocket, like. So you get a subconscious reward for checking out books. You're like, oh, yeah, every time I go to the library, I find like a 20 in my pocket kind of vibes, you know? That is, wow. I have never noticed that I've left the library richer except for just in my knowledge of books. You know, maybe now you'll check your pocket. So, Mr. Mr. Woken, did you go on the <laughs> fabulous adventure? Um, yeah. Um, Juilliard, like, looks down at his hand and it just says the the name Darren written across it. <laughs> oh, really? Hannah Mullen? <laughs> Darren? Um, yeah, so I, I met this one guy, looks down. His name is Darren. Uh, he's another dragonborn, and he works in the kitchens. Yeah, he's and... like the cook, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know Darren? I know That's... everyone. Oh, of course, yeah. That's what happens when you, you make conversation. You have all been introduced to Darren, just I not face-to-face. <laughs> Oh, never mind. No, no, no. You gotta no. get to know the people you work with. Right. Well, I mean, I got to know him. I just had to write his name down. I just, you know, I forget these things sometimes. So did you guys all have fun and grow closer as friends? Uh... To Wait. Darren, well, we all did. We did almost die. I feel like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who hasn't almost? True died? friendship. We brushed over this. I was very blasé, but yeah, no, I almost like actually died. It was not oh. an easy adventure. We basically had to go retrieve a crystal artifact that was on this island that would heal the tree of a magical kingdom that required this magical tree to maintain its political power or whatever. It was a fetch quest. Cool. Um, cool. And so Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Julia just stares at Kitsa with zero comprehension of what that meant. Darnold's asleep, by the way. He's <laughs> like standing up. <laughs> I just like shake his shoulder a little bit, <laughs> like, <laughs> surreptitiously trying to like help him save face while Juilliard's talking. <laughs> Juilliard just like has a thousand yard stare as he's describing this anyway, so he doesn't <laughs> notice. Um, so I met this captain, and he ferried me to this island. But while we're on this boat. There was a sea monster and attacked Darren and I, and so I played my flute to make it happy, and then it followed us, and then I think we became friends, and then I went to this cave and I fought up a giant monster, and it was hard. Oh. Yeah, it was made out of crystals. I had to retrieve some of its crystal matter to to save a tree. I think. Man, that is that is woke in tree saving. Man, that's it's beautiful. Yeah. Man, climate change. But good job on your mystery or whatever. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after your uh, after your short little discussion uh, or long discussion, uh, <laughs> you hear a soft <laughs> knock on the door, and you turn around to see Andy standing in the doorway. And this is the first time <gasps> you guys have seen her since uh, her breakdown in the in the middle of the in the middle of the night. But uh, you see her, and she seems like she's in a good mood. And she says, uh, hello, team. How are you guys doing after, after your adventures? I heard you guys had some, some crazy adventures out there. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Yeah, you know, I had I'm a great time. Well I feel rested. like it was just like a lot of friendship and a lot of bonding. And we got to play with cute animals. And <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like Lily and I is just like, oh, I got to know her very well, you know? I, I feel like I really took something away from that. It was like, it was like a light, nice little break. 
Juilliard just looks exhausted. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just looks like he has fresh scars. He's just really tired. Uh, Andy looks over at you, Juilliard, and she's like, uh, "Juilliard, how are how are you doing? You look a little bit uh, not as not in a as happy as you usually are mood." Yeah, he's usually a ray of sunshine. This is weird. <laughs> uh, Juilliard just kind of like kind of like grunts and kind of lazily like tracks his eyes towards Andy and just kind of like waves because he didn't really hear what she said. He was just kind of trying to participate in the conversation. So he just kind of like waves and then goes back to staring. Alrighty then. Hopefully uh, you'll get some well needed rest and you'll be up to snuff in no time. But, uh... Yeah, what about you? Are you feeling better? Yes, I'm feeling much better. I took some much-needed advice from Arwen. I decided to spend some time relaxing, have a few self-care days, and I am... So important. So important. So important. I am, uh, back to my usual self now, fortunately, but I am... Would you like a hug? Uh, you know, that would be so great right now, Kitsa, actually. I, I would love a hug. <laughs> I give her a hug while she's talking. <laughs> okay. And then I'll stop interrupting her. Um, and she says, <clears throat> I, I'm so glad that you all made it home okay, but I'm here right now for you because I have an urgent mission for the three of you. I know you just got back from your adventures with your partners, but it's imperative that it be you three specifically. And before I go on, it's only fair that I fill you in on a few things that I've been leaving you out of for for too long. And uh, she continues by saying, the artifact that you found in that vault is called Tarbolti. It is a very powerful, very ancient orb that in the wrong hands can be used and manipulated to wreak havoc on our very plane of existence. And with the correct connections, it can be individually, it can individually bend and control all four earthly elements on a whim at a major scale. Before, its existence was only known as a myth, but now we know the truth. It exists and it's very dangerous. I believe the people who broke into our facility were here to find Tarbolti and to attempt to harness it. Unfortunately for us, this group, whoever they may be, are a vain group of individuals that left us a symbol of their tribe. And she pulls uh, something out of her pocket uh, and she holds out an oval emblem with jagged shapes in the middle forming a very distinct, kind of weird, scary looking symbol. And she says, we have a few parties scattered around the region to see if we can gather any more information on who they may be, because we don't want to take any chances when it comes to this. But your mission is different. I have Tarbolti in a secure location at the moment, but I'm not very confident in its safety. Traveling caravans have been moving through the area more and more, and I don't want anyone to stumble on it accidentally. Your mission is to retrieve the artifact and bring it to a new, more secure location. And uh, she takes out a map from her jacket pocket and she says, Right now, Tarbolti is being held in an old testing chamber we forged years ago at the base of this peak in the Sunset Mountains. And she points on the map. Unfortunately, that means you'll have to go through the rooms that are laid out there, but once you retrieve it, you'll be taking it here. There is a forest cave in the Forest of Worms. It's just a cave, so there are no surprises, but there is... Was that worms? Worms, like W-Y-R-M-S. Yeah, cave of worms for a second? Worm. Oh, with a Y. Yes, oh, with a Y. I mean, that's better in some ways, that's worse. <laughs> worms with a Y, huh? Um, I'm glad they're not the Wrigley kind. She says... Yeah, like the chewing gum? Yeah. Uh, when you exactly like that. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm about. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. Some of us are trying to take notes. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, she continues and she says, when you get there, make sure to clear out the cave of any dangerous creatures that may be living there and to hide Torbolti well. We can't let anyone be able to see it if they accidentally discover the cave. 
And that's your mission. I advise you to take the rest of the day to make any preparations you may need to head out first thing in the morning. It's about a three days journey to the Sunset Mountains and I want to make sure that you're prepared. And she pulls out a couple of small bags and she says, this is a bonus. Use it to buy any supplies you may need. And she hands you each some bags of gold. Oh, all right. Um, is this bonus for... I've been broke for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this just to give us more supplies or is it a reward for the shenanigans of recent late? It is mostly well, for supplies. covered by our payroll. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Someone was not paying attention during initiation. <laughs> I don't pay attention much at all. I, how much gold have we received? Is it? Uh, it's 100 gold each. Been paid? Is it 1st and 15th or is it like... When do we get paid again? I think it's once monthly. Oh, Jesus. Um, and I mean, we don't have to like pay rent or anything, so it doesn't really like matter for that's, that. That's a good point. <laughs> she Wait, says, there was a little bit of hesitation to send the three of you on this mission given the results of your last team outing, but I want you to prove to us that we have nothing to worry about. I believe in you. I, I just feel like we did the best we could, and I don't know who could have done better. <laughs> like... I just think that's maybe not very fair. Yeah, I thought we did great. Well, there is still a very dangerous fugitive out on the loose after you three uh, interacted with the party that he threw. But of course, you know, the past is the past. So let's just leave it there. No one died. Did no one die? I have I I've... have a question. <laughs> I've been thinking if about this. If the DM this doesn't remember, I'm right. <laughs> Your two-dimensional face <laughs> through Skype right now. <laughs> Did no one die? <laughs> I mean, no one that we didn't kill died. Everyone else. <laughs> yeah, we. Nobody that mattered. Didn't one of died, us like push you know. someone off a balcony? And she. She was fine. She got better. She ran away. <laughs> oh, you're right. Right. I don't even think I don't even know if we killed anyone. We might have killed like maybe two people. Do I have that? <laughs> might have killed like maybe two people. It's a twenty twenty. <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> so we're all just doing our best here. I am a little concerned about this whole mission. If I might be quite honest. It sounds like we're basically just testing the defenses of wherever you put this orb. And so, like, either we succeed and we retrieve it, which is, like, sounds like a good thing. But if we don't succeed, doesn't that mean that it's, like, pretty secure? Like, if we know about it and die while trying to retrieve it, like... And, like, how are we supposed to put it in the Cave of Worms? Is it just, like, do we just, do do we we just dig a hole? <laughs> Dartle, do you know how to do magic traps? Isn't that stuff wizards do? Yeah, I can I can do something. I can also bring, like, some fishing line. Maybe we could cut some Oh, we're going to home and... alone it? Oh, yeah, we are. Anybody have jacks? <laughs> I have darts. Yeah, I don't. I have. I have darts. Dartles, little dartles. Um, she says, Juilliard. I don't foresee this being a super difficult mission for you. I don't <laughs> on your see, path. You that people I... always say that. My last mission <laughs> yeah, had a sea monster yeah. involved. It was very traumatic. Wait, a sea monster? I thought it was a crystal monster. There was a sea monster, too. I had to play the flute to get it to If you just had to grade, okay. if you had to give me a letter grade, I just need to know what I'm working against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I, feel, I feel like with, with Lily, it's like, A+, plus. we got the girls back. We didn't disturb whatever was living in the mansion, which maybe we weren't supposed to do, you know, eminent domain, squatters' rights, and all that. But, right. like, I just need to know where I'm at performance-wise so I can best serve your organization. Hold on. What are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> Kids that wants a grade. Oh, on, on your right, last mission? On the last group mission, and then possibly the individual mission? Uh... Kids, I hope you understand that we don't give out grades for the satisfactory uh, nature of your of your adventures. That's not something we do here. We're not a school. Well, it's just that if I don't know what areas that I'm not performing well in, how am I gonna get better? Do I have you know? a message? I want to message Andy. Like, just say a minus <laughs> and lie. <laughs> I think Juilliard just takes the gold and, like, kind of leaves the conversation. <laughs> Wait, how much did we get again? A hundred. Nice. Uh, okay, so Juilliard left the room. Um, yeah. Juilliard has left the conversation. <laughs> Juilliard has left the chat. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, 
Well, Juilliard doesn't like to like share info about like grades. It just seems like it's like certain things you shouldn't talk. <laughs> it's about. It's confidential. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you know work performance, like how much you're getting paid, like what you're, you know. Oh, is that it, Andy? Because I can just come by your office later. Yes. How about we schedule a meeting for sometime after you get back? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll work. I'll coordinate with Arwen. Yes, uh, we will find somewhere that fits in both of our schedules. Okay, so she has just given you a mission and 100 gold. The traveling caravan is in town, and it has uh, lots of exotic wares that are listed on that sheet that I handed out to you. And for our listeners, if you follow us on Twitter, you will know that I asked for listener submissions for uh, some of these items, and some people sent some in, and they're pretty good. So, uh, yeah, take a look at your sheet, and uh, if you want to buy anything, let me know. And you you have 100 gold to spend. I, I think I gave you the, the sheet without the prices on it, so a lot of these things are pretty expensive. Okay. What um, constitutes very expensive? How much is the Ring of the Ram? The Ring of the Ram is 60 gold. Oof. Because okay. I kind of have like my red cloak, so I don't want to get a different cloak, you know? Because right. I can only wear one at a time. Right. Um, but I do like that one. Okay. So for those listening, uh, the Ring of the Ram is uh, something that I stole from a friend. Uh, this ring has three charges, and it regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. While wearing the ring, you can use an action to expend one to three of its charges to attack one creature you can see within 60 feet of you. The ring produces a spectral ram's head and makes its attack roll with a plus seven bonus on a hit for each charge you spend. The target takes 2d10 force damage and is pushed five feet away from you. And it, it requires attunement because in order to use it... Uh, you have to uh, learn the word that you have to say uh, in order to use one of its charges. And if you uh, attune yourself, the the world will the word will reveal itself to you. Um, and how much for the scream stealer? The scream stealer is ninety five gold. Five? Ninety five. Oh, ninety five. Okay, yeah. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Yes, like, five gold. You can buy everything else that is. <laughs> um i feel like oh my goodness scream stealer is kind of not like on brand for kitsa but i think it's something that she should have yeah if that makes sense yeah i get that backstory reasons okay yeah um are they think uh, I don't, but like I don't want to take anything if you guys want one of those things. Um, how many? Is there only one of each item? Yes, there's only one of each. How much are the glasses of the smartest man in the room? Glasses of the smartest man in the room. <laughs> These glasses don't make you any smarter, but they might just fool everyone else that they do. Uh, while wearing them, gain plus two to deception-related intelligence checks. That is twenty gold. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, I. Does anyone else want those? Oh, those are all you, Dartle. Excellent. Hit me with those glasses of the smartest man in the room. All right, so you have I 80 have gold left. Already. You have 80 gold left, and you now have those glasses. So I already had 80 gold from before. So does that count for this, or can I only use uh, my bonus? I mean, gold is gold. Excellent. So I still got 163. Juilliard, what do you want? Juilliard's just been like looking at the coin of true fate and just kind of like staring at it because it's shiny. Juilliard is just like, the lights are on, but no one's home right now. <laughs> he's had a really long, like, off time. Like, he's like, <laughs> he had like this really traumatic adventure, and he's just kind of sapped emotionally, I think. I think he's bummed about the fact that the mission before that didn't go well, and then he almost died on the ocean. And he's not a good swimmer. I mean, he can swim, but he's not like a good swimmer. And then he almost drowned. And then he just fought to the death. And so he's just kind of like. Yeah. How are you, Juilliard? You know, man. I don't really know what the what the whole world's about right now. Yeah? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little bit lost. I'm not gonna lie. You know, like I thought I had this like purpose of like 
doing cool things and having adventures, but my adventures are just kind of hard. Like I, it's not easy. Like this is I'm going through a real like uh, like hero's journey type deal. Does that make you feel archetypal, bro? Like I, so you know I left the monastery, which was like my only home. Church. Then I came here, and I was like, oh, this is a cool place, and we were doing good things, like you know tracking down lost children. Right. And then we slaughtered a bunch of creatures. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when was that? Well, That's when awesome. we went to the to the the gnome village. The gnome village. And oh we had yeah, to the... slay a bunch of goblins. Were they goblins? It sounds like yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. So then we slayed a bunch of goblins, and then we did the security detail thing, and a lot of people could have gotten hurt. And I almost drowned again. I don't think I like water anymore. Maybe you should get that kraken tooth dagger. Yeah. I mean, you guys are both melee, so with the Kraken Tooth Dagger and the Scream Stealer, both yours, I don't really hit things much. Um, so, if anything else, you could just just holding on to it lets you breathe underwater, and that might just help you feel a little bit more comfortable dealing with water situations. Yeah. Sure. How much is a Kraken Tooth Dagger? It is ninety gold. Okay. Mm. So for for listeners, uh, this dagger is fashioned from the tooth of a kraken and is steeped in the magic essence of. Uh, an ancient leviathan you gain a plus one bonus to attack rolls and damage rolls made with this weapon and while holding the dagger you can breathe underwater and have advantage on melee attack rolls made with this weapon while underwater hmm. yeah that could be useful i think julia is trying to figure out how often he's really like underwater like attacking things yeah it's more like the water becomes annoying because, like, it's in the way of the ultimate. I think the water is a metaphor for Juilliard's internal struggles uh, oh. as a thinking, oh. thinking being. I know that's why I'm wondering if it's worth buying just for the peace of mind of it. Right. Really, giving you yeah. something physical yeah. to hold on to while you're dealing with this emotional struggle. And I think your feelings are valid. It's hard when we set out to do something and it doesn't live up to what we had in our mind. I mean, mm. everything is really difficult, but what we're doing, we're putting our lives on the line all the time. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, you know, and no one's even telling us how good we're doing at it. I I think honestly, you guys you guys are v- doing very well at being Dartle's friends. You know, and and Juilliard, just, I think you should get the Kraken Tooth. Those are related somehow. Well, I, I also think you should get that coin. You keep staring at it. Well, yeah, the, that just, coin's a nice really coin. It's really shiny, okay? okay this <laughs> one's just for... Per- uh. I, so, so <laughs> I just saw the ring of minor illusion. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The ring of minor illusion. Putting this ring on will make you and all your items appear as a very ordinary dwarven miner. A DC-12 investigation <laughs> check can be used to see through the illusion. Minor illusion? Like M- yeah. Oh, it's spelled M-I-N-E-R. Yeah, M-I-N-E-R. That was a great submission. And yeah, uh, and I read that and went, huh, in my mind. <laughs> Brennan so is losing his I'm shit so over so here. Whoever sent that in. Oh, man. Thank you. How much is the coin? The coin is, where is it? It is 50 gold. Oh, so I'd have to choose. Do I want to feel lucky and start a gambling addiction with this coin? Yes. You said the Scream Stealer is 65 or is it 95? The uh, Kraken Tooth is 90. The Scream Stealer is 95. The Coin of True Fate is 50. How much is the Ram Ring? Which one did you ask about, Brennan? Uh, the uh, Ring of Ram. It is 60. 60 gold. All right. All right. Hit me with that, too, please. All right. That is yours. I am going to take the Scream Stealer because, like, like I'm just going to look at it. And it looks prob- I assume it's probably a scary-looking dagger. Uh, yeah, so for the, for the listeners, the Scream Stealer, the demonic nature of this blade steals your victim's screams as you strike them. When you hit a creature with an attack using this magic weapon, the creature is unable to speak, scream, or vocalize any sound until the start of your next turn. And then you gain a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls. Yeah. I think Juilliard's gonna buy the coin. I think he. I think he's really drawn to it. I don't think he. I don't think he would want something that is kraken or sea monster related. Valid. 
I think that he's comfortable with the fact that he has this slight fear of water now, but I don't think it's going to let it control his life. But I think he really likes this shiny coin. Good for you, Juilliard. Yeah. He's made this, 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 you know, like, life-guiding decision while staring at this coin. So, Juilliard's Um, getting the coin? Yes. All right, you are down 50 gold, and you have the coin now. Hannah, I'm just priming you that I intend to be a bastard about using this sword. Okay. uh, I think it's a dagger. I won't... The dagger. Yeah. I won't elaborate on that now, but I'm just letting you know that I do plan to be a bastard with it. <laughs> okay. Whatever that means. Um, if it comes up, it'll come up. Question about the uh, Ring of Ram. Yes. It says, uh, the uh, while wearing the ring, you can use an action to expend one of to three of its charges to attack one creature you can see within 60 feet. The ring produces a spectral ram's head and makes an attack roll seven bonus. On a hit, you, for each charge you spend, the target takes 2d10 force, yada, yada, yada. Um, if I spend two charges, do I make two attack rolls, or do I make one and I miss and both those are gone, or do I spend one and then if it hits, I can decide to spend Um, one. Hold on. Um, so... I think so. Yeah, I think you would attack twice, right? Uh, I I'm asking you. You're the DM. Um. <laughs> so I so I mean, I mean you you have to spend like you have to use it as your action so i would think you can do once per action and it's your main action okay and it has you you can use it three times a day gotcha the uh i got the ring of ram and i got the glasses of the smartest man in the room (laughs) brilliant that is so smart i love it um this cloak of arachnida is really awesome Like I love, I just love being Spider Dartle, you know, like Spider Man. But how much gold do you have left? Old. Um, let's see, here, twenty plus sixty is one, like a hundred and three. Dang. Okay. I got the two. I got the cheapest item, and then I think like close to the second cheapest item. So yeah. I'm still, uh, I'm doing well financially. <laughs> that ninety five gold scream stealer is more expensive than both mine combined so i got some expendable cash how much is the cloak of arachnid uh it's 80 oh yeah oh man that's one amazing item but 80 is steep you can also use this time to buy like health potions and stuff yeah, I was uh, I was gonna wait for that. Uh, I'd like to buy a health potion. I, I'd like to buy a health potion too. I'm gonna say okay, I think that. the there, um. I feel like they were like thirty-seven. Gold yeah, they time. were like thirty-seven. Um, let me double check that though. Um, we'll just say thirty-seven. Yeah, I um I'm pretty sure that's a potion of lesser healing. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Welcome to 2020. We're back from our holiday break, and we're so happy to be recording episodes all together again. It's been such a long time, and we're so excited to get right back into it. For now, we're going to be sticking to our two-week schedule until we feel comfortable enough to go back to once a week. Our schedules are still a bit crazy with jobs and school and other things, but we will definitely be keeping you updated when it comes to that. As I mentioned at one point in today's episode, we've been asking for a little bit of listener participation through our social media pages. This time we asked for magical weapons and items that we could sell through our traveling caravan, and it worked out pretty well. If you want to be able to participate in future requests, definitely make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Guildfellows. You can support us financially and visually by hitting up our merch store at merch.guildfellows.com. Get yourself a shirt, sticker, hoodie, or anything else that you see that you may like. You can support us directly by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash guildfellows. By pledging $1 a month, you can get into our Discord server where we talk about all things Guildfellows and D&D, and we share memes, and it's a good time, so definitely go hit that up. 
Uh, If you're enjoying what we do, please consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word and be seen by some more people, some more eyes, more ears, and uh, spread the good word of our of our team full moon at dawn (laughs) we're starting a dice giveaway on our instagram page not on our twitter page this time uh we are giving away some die hard dice that are themed after guild master andy so definitely go check out that post to see how to enter and lastly our next episode is coming out february 12th we are finally getting into the final stretch of this season And we will have more info for you on that soon. But for now, enjoy the rest of the episode and we'll see you next time. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, does anyone want to get anything else, or are we good to go? Um, I think Juilliard's going to go buy some new clothes. He's got a little bit of extra cash. Okay. Nice. What are you looking I'm gonna for? I'm going to get some snacks. <laughs> um, so Juilliard, I think, has become a little bit tired with the whole like looking like a monk all the time deal because he hasn't really been doing like monk things since he left the monastery. Okay. And I, he, he just feels as if his current style doesn't really fit his, his line of work. Interesting. Okay. And so, yeah. And so he is going to go to a tailor, I think. Okay. Um, and he's specifically looking for, like, um, like, kind of like a ninja outfit. I think he's going to go right out and say, I think he wants to, to look more like a ninja. He wants more, Ooh. like, tight-fitting cloth clothes, like light armor, you know, things that hug his figure that are unobtrusive, not so baggy and, like, you know, like loose. Okay. So would this be like a this would be like a jumpsuit or something? Yeah, I think he's feeling like kind of jumpsuity. Um, Juilliard goes to Lululemon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, something that is like that is like you know like slim and like uh, you know can he can move like fast and freely in, but also maybe has like a a weird number of pockets. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right, I like that. Like if he could also find like a, a backpack substitute that instead of like being like a large backpack it's just kind of like a uh, a leather a series of leather pouches if you will i maybe in a belt or in a uh, no i know what you're talking about there's this one etsy person who makes what you're talking about yeah so, cool. so i think juilliard goes on to etsy and, <laughs> and the, shop, the shop keeper, shopkeeper shopkeeper starts goes trying to the a lot tanner of, and just well, the shopkeeper's up- his name is etsy <laughs> <laughs> holds up photos does some wood cuts it's like yeah, yeah. Hi, this is what i want you to make i want like a bandolier type you know yeah. Like tactical pouch scenario. Tactical pouch. Okay, I'm looking at prices. Give me a moment. <laughs> um, this serves no gameplay purpose other than just me being rad in my own imagination. No, I love it. I, yeah. yeah, no, I, I like the uh, additional rad, I feel like is a good motto to have. Well, because I think Juilliard is wanting to maybe get some lessons in, in basic rogue techniques. I think he wants oh, to be. That too. I think he wants to be a little bit sneakier. I think that's part of his world weariness is that he just kind of gets beat up a lot. He just kind of takes see. a lot of hits. He does. He does. You know, I think it's partially because yeah, yeah. you're a tank, but you're I'm, melee. I'm a monk tank. And you so, punch stuff like Batman. Yeah. You know? it's, it's good to have some ninja armor if you're Batman. Thank you, monk. Um, okay. So I'm going to say that a new outfit would be 15 gold. And you said you wanted it to be like black. It's going to be like a black jumpsuit. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think it is gonna be black. I think. I feel gonna... like you shouldn't black out though. I feel like you should uh... do black and dark grays. Ooh, I love gray. 
That's well, just my opinion, Julia. I mean, Julia, <laughs> get whatever you want. It's totally cool. I was just thinking, like, I feel like visually having, like, some different shades of, like, really dark colors. I mean, you don't want to, like, go with navy. You don't want to do black and navy because, like, obviously. Right. Well, and then my skin's navy, so it's not, like, a, it's not like a good fit. Yeah, but I think, like, black and, like, some dark gray. Just so you don't look like a blob. Yeah, get some True. definition. You, got you want a re- people you to got... see all your cool threads. You also have a really cool, like... You got some nice like physique definition, mm-hmm. and from more than ten feet, if you're in mono, like if you're in mono color, it'll just look like an outline. So you're saying that I should get a a, a color specifically for my my abs? I I mean that's one way to translate <laughs> that. That's not where I was going, but you know you're paying fifteen gold for this outfit, so get what you want. I'm just uh, offering true. my thoughts, like from uh like visual perspective, you know. I think Juilliard peruses kind of like the the colors of like you know large swaths of of like cloth that are in this uh, in this tailors, and I think he he pulls out like a, kind of like a dark gray and then um, like a foresty green. And Ooh, I think those are gonna be his his colors to choose. Ooh. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Cause like all the stuff, all the mm. art that we have of Juilliard right now has you in like bright yellow and red, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't They're really a little look bit very off good. <laughs> Dark Juilliard. But listen, Eternal. it's about contrast. <laughs> like no, it. it's uh, it's all good. Uh, I like this new edgy Juilliard look. I I like how the like we were introduced to Juilliard by him walking into a tavern and being like. I have arrived, and then dancing on stage. and now <laughs> Kills one person, I have angst. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, gets it. Well, you know, uh, I explained that by the fact that we hadn't written backstories <laughs> for our characters yet. <laughs> we hadn't written backstories, look. Well, I mean. I had a backstory. <laughs> What's a backstory? Kitsa has no backstory. What you see is what you get. Canonically, Juilliard lost his his taste for theater once he tasted death. I think is the. (laughs) I love that because you came from like a death cult, right? Well, yeah. You're in a death cult. It it was like you had theater as like your extracurriculars, but once you graduated, you just didn't have the time. It just kind of fell out of focus. And you're like, the only option now is like, what? I'm supposed to join an improv troupe? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not explaining myself well, but. Oh, I'm just giving you a hard time. If you listen to the episode where Juilliard explains his whole backstory, he came from a traveling band of performers and then got involved with a cult, which he learned later was a death cult. It's sad as fuck. (laughs) It is sad as fuck. Juilliard, I don't know what you're saying. I remember all of this perfectly. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't sure who was in the room the last time I told this story. (laughs) (laughs) God, I don't remember. Okay, so um, does anyone else need to buy anything before we move on? I I'm did good. request to purchase snacks. Um, I'm thinking, like, you know how Trader Joe's has all those random ass snacks that you can't find anywhere else? That's like the quality that I want. They're, like, I want to go to a trader named Joe <laughs> and purchase some snacks. Merchant Joe's. You know, get some of those like dark chocolate peanut butter cups, some of those little things mm. that it's just like, like candy. It's just like coconut flavored, mm. some trail mix. Right, oh, right. Um, so I just want to get some everything but the bagel seasoning just to have on hand, like hot sauce so, in my bag. But like yeah, spices. Uh, uh, you're sauce. in luck because there is a new shop that just uh, popped up called uh, Trader's Joe, and uh, he has everything <laughs> that you're looking for. <laughs> ah, I'm Joe. <laughs> You want to you want to trade with me? My name's Joe. Can we let Rob do this interaction? I guess Rob is, <laughs> Rob is Joe. Uh, what are you looking Howdy. for specifically? <laughs> Storky. I'm looking for I'm looking for something so I can season my food whenever. Like I want it to be able to season rations and things. Oh. Um And I also just want some snacks, like some nuts, maybe some dried fruit. Well, we uh we just got a new shipment of dragon pepper in today. <laughs> They're used. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't get over the fact that Rob was like, this is my character. <laughs> I love it. We had some we had some dragon pepper here that uh that one really famous traveling band of performers uses for their hot sauce show. Mm, what's a hot, what's sauce a hot sauce show? show? <laughs> called Hot Critical Ones. Please explain ones. in detail what a hot sauce show is. Oh, you know, that, that fantasy hot sauce show that's going around where that one famous elf interviews other people while giving them spicy food. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen that. It's oh called my. Hot Critical Ones. I don't know. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, no. sure. Why not? So you got some dragon pepper. You can make some spicy popcorn with it. Yeah, can I'll take that. Put it all in a bag, shake it up. Mmm, it's real nice. Can you say that's all, folks, please? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the spicy dragon. So y'all got trail mix? Oh, yeah, we got trail mix. Okay, I also want trail mix. Cool, here you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's crazy that you're just giving these things to me. Well, what do you have to trade for it? <laughs> he is Trader's Joe. Trade. You have to trade. It's Trader's, it's trader's Joe. Wait, so are there, is there like more than one trader named Joe? Or like... Oh, yeah, there's my brother. His name is also Joe. <laughs> oh, is he around here somewhere? Like J-A-U-X. <laughs> yeah, one second. I'll get, I'll get Joe. Joe! <laughs> Can, wait, can, we, like, can you just leave the room and then come back a second later wearing like a hat with like, the same like outfit? Groucho Mouse. So a Mark second Joe glasses. comes in and he has a mustache. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Hi, I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. I just spoke with your you brother. Doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing fantastic, Joe. I saw you bought. You got some dragon pepper there. I got some dragon pepper. I got some, some trail, trail mix. mix. Yeah. Can I get some candies? You got candy? Uh, yeah, what kind of, do you like, like, sweeter candy, you like sour? Uh, I like sweeter candy, but not, like, super sweet, like, something like honey. Oh, we got these, uh, you know, these, these magic honeysuckles. They're, they're the regular flowers, but when you eat them, they just turn to sugar. Oh, sweet. Oh, that might be too sweet. Mm. Yeah, I don't want anything sweeter than, like, honey. Like, I don't want cane sugar. I just, you know, I get, like, really buzzed when I drink, eat a lot of sugar, so I just want to keep it, you know, like, lollipops. Hmm, lollipops. I do have these sugar-covered daggers, if you'd like those. Yeah. They're real daggers covered in sugar. Oh, I'll take them. So <laughs> you you get the dagger, you can keep it. I can keep it? But oh, if you it's bring like it a back, prize inside. Yeah, but if you bring it back, I'll re-dip it in sugar and you can, <laughs> for half the price. Amazing. And... Okay, so to trade for this, I have five sticks of incense. Hmm. I actually have four sticks of incense. Pretend I said four. Four sticks of incense, and that's for a bag of spicy dragon pepper, and two, a bag of Chex Mix, and some. You know, let me go ask my other brother, Joe. Yeah, what totally. the going rate for incense is. Is it the third Joe? Yeah. Well, no, well yeah. <laughs> you have he's to do it now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, he spells his name kind of crazy. It's spelled J E A U. We don't know why. <laughs> he changed it. It was it was spelled J J O earlier in his life, but he just JoJo and Joey. Yeah. I want fan out of JoJo and Joe. <laughs> All right. So Joe Joe with the mustache <laughs> leaves. This is what happens when we haven't seen each other in like four months. I this know, is Rob's podcast Rob's now. Like Germany. I'm <laughs> you don't even need me I've anymore. decided that I've created three new characters. <laughs> I'm going to voice them all. Take that head up. <laughs> He's battling for my spot. <laughs> I don't know. So Joe the third comes back, and he's just some guy. He just has black hair, is a normal human being, no I mustache. Th- I don't think you really no should have said what any of the other people look like. So sure, black hair. Hey, I'm Joe. Hi. So I have these four sticks of incense. I'd like to trade for all of these things. Oh, cool. Is that is that is that dough? Is that fine? Uh, do you still do you still have any more gold left? Like a little. Like how much? Well, like what? Well, okay, let's do one gold. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, cool. I give him three six of incense and a gold. I shouldn't be so letting this happen. This for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I it's don't... just snacks. I mean, like <laughs> we can like cut this. But and for make one it, like, piece a, of gold. Lost... <laughs> yeah. One yeah. piece of. I bought candy. All yeah, right. I, I mean, three. whatever. And incense is like, I imagine, not like the easiest thing to come by. I don't know. One gold piece for some candy? I feel like I'm getting out on the good end of the deal here. Yeah, it's Trader Joe's. We were trading. The bargaining it's, it's, is half the value. It's Trader's Joe. It teaches a valuable lesson. Oh, boy. Trader's named Joe. Trader's Joe. <laughs> this, don't sue us, anyone. <laughs> hey. Well... I'm, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hold, hold up, hold oh up. I need, I need something. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, uh, can you bring back the guy that sounds like a cartoon character, the first Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, Joe? Yeah. Joe. Yes, but they're all named Joe, so I didn't want you to be confused. The first Joe. Joe the first. Oh, okay. Sure. And Joe leaves. 
Howdy. Hey, um, <laughs> can I get uh, can I get twenty of your uh, of your sugar daggers, please? Twenty of the sugar daggers are coming right up. What are you gonna trade for them? Um, I was gonna talk to your other brother about that. Oh well, I mean, I'm he's kind of. I mean, I'm already here. I mean, I already got the sugar daggers. I, I got something that only your other brother's gonna understand. Hannah's just sitting here thinking, I had a plot. <laughs> I had plot points. No, literally, I was only planning for like the the talking part and the shopping part to be like the first half of this episode, but we're already at like fifty minutes. So like. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I want snacks. I just assumed you would be like, yeah, you purchased some snacks because I just wanted. Well, Rob took over and I just didn't want to stop it. So. (laughs) Okay, so is Joe back? Oh, my God. Okay, we need to move on, people. I think the Joes kick you out of the store. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Juilliard also drags the other two out of the store <laughs> so they can get on the adventure. After after Dartle has been forcibly removed from Traders Joe. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys have your new supplies and you spent half an hour at Traders Joe buying snacks and now you're all filled up on snacks. And uh, at least it's true to life. <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I asked you guys to do a little bit of homework, and you three have kind of the rest of the episode uh, to develop yourselves a little bit. So uh, let's let's go around the room. What are what are we doing? I would like to get, take out my uh, shard of sword from my backstory. Okay. And I want to um, see if I can seek out some magical properties with it. Maybe do some, take out my wand and do some necromancy with it. You want to see um, if what? Maybe. Sorry, you got to speak up. Take out my magical wand and do some necromancy with it. Just to see if I, it has any properties I could mess with or see if I can infuse it with something. Um. Okay. Uh, let's see. We, I mean, this was your sword that you made, right? From your yes. from your memory uh, past. Um, so, I think this is uh, something that's up to you. Okay, so it the original sword did one d four radiant damage whenever I um, whenever I hit something with it. I believe something like that. Yeah, I'm pulling up your. So, I'd like to go down and see if we can find some rats in the basement, perhaps. Okay. In true D&D fashion. And um, if I can find one, I'd like to stab it and see if the radiant damage still works with the shard. Um, okay. So, yeah. You head to the basement of the guild, and uh, you know from experience that there are some rats scuttering, scut- uh, skittering around down here. And uh, you find one, and uh, you have it cornered, but roll the hit with your sword shard. How are you, are you going to throw it? Or are you going to, like, what is what does the shard look I'm like, gonna... and how are you attacking this rat with it? So it is um, about twice as big as my hand, and I'm just lunging at it, like, just running at it and going for it. So is it, like, the tip of the sword? Is it, like, a side part that is that just happens to be pointed from breaking? or yes. Okay. Yes, it's a side part. It's shaped almost like the Assassin's Creed symbol. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that looks like, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh. okay. Um, so it looks kind of like a staple remover. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Assassin's Creed symbol. Right. Okay. Yeah. So roll to hit this rat. That was. Uh, I don't think I have proficiency with daggers, do I? Um, that would be a, uh, 19. Okay, yeah, you stab this sucker real good with the, with the sword shard, and, um, you don't see any, the, from when you were using it before in your past, you could see the, the radiance coming off of it from the way that the blade shined, but you don't see that same, uh, brilliance coming from the blade, and you assume that it's because... It has been separated from the rest of itself. Um, but you do see uh, something else coming from this sword shard, but it's not light. It is kind of like the absence of light. And you just see it spark for just a moment. 
Would my uh, arcanic knowledge be able to tell me exactly what's going on with it? Uh, if you roll for it, yeah. If you get high enough. Excellent. That's a 19. Thank God. Okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag wizard. From, uh, from what you've been studying in your... Uh, um, in your school of, of magic, you know necrotic damage when you see it. And uh, All right. instead of instead of uh, radiant damage, it looks like the sword shard now deals out uh, necrotic damage because you've held on to it for so long, it has just kind of naturally attuned itself to you and just kind of shaped itself as you have changed. Um, because it is so awesome. attached to you. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. Awesome. So I guess I'll finish off my portion of this by practicing casting spells and stabbing with the sword as a combo move. All right. <laughs> like in a, or training montage. Okie dokie. Who's next? Now, don't everyone speak um. at once now. <laughs> you guys shrugging at each other at the <laughs> studio was adorable. <laughs> um, I guess Juilliard will will do his next adventure thing. All right. Um, so I think that Juilliard, um, like I said earlier, is wanting to, to do some, like, rogue training and or just, like, learn more about how to be sneaky. See, so here's where I think Juilliard's mind is at. I think he um, is at a point where he realizes that he needs to make a decision about like what kind of dragon he wants to be. Yeah. And so I think What he... was the dragon he was born to be? Hey, dunch. <laughs> um nice. And so I think he really wants to try to be um be someone that can find nonviolent solutions to things because he's realized that he's very good at punching. And there really isn't much like reward in just being a good puncher besides killing things with your punches. Right. And so I think he's gonna go. Uh, he's gonna go seek out the the librarian because uh, he heard through the grapevine that your girl is sneaky and is good with the roguing. I like because just it's just funny because you're like I don't want to solve my problems with punching. It's like I would much rather stab them from the darkness. I would much rather find ways to to sneak and or um, yeah, MacGyver no. my way. Gotcha. That's why I think the coin is an attractive option because it. I can maybe have good luck and, and get, you know, critical successes. Right. So, okay, Me mechanically, what does this look like? Are you trying to add a subclass as a rogue, or what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to talk to Lily about how to, how to be a rogue, because I want to be a sneaky monk. I want to be a rogue monk. Okay, so um, <clears throat> since we're already kind of uh, long on time, I will uh, we'll say you... Go to the library and uh, you you see Lily as she normally is reading a book, and uh, you approach her and uh, with the thought in your mind, what do you say to her? Um. Hi, Lily. I need your help. I think. Uh, how can I help you today, Juilliard? Um, how sneaky are you? Uh, she laughs a like little bit. on a bit. scale of one to ten. She goes, oh, I am very sneaky. Fantastic. Can you, uh, like, in, like, I don't know, a half an hour teach me how to be, like, a rogue? Uh, she kind of looks at you strangely, and um, <clears throat> she says, well, I can do my best best i don't know if i can teach you everything and uh and she looks at her watch half an hour uh but i can definitely teach you a little bit of thieves can't okay that'd be cool as you can see i already have the proper attire i have gotten some new clothes not sure if you saw them or appreciated them or complimented me but i just want to put that out there and i'm really serious about this i want to learn how to become a good um Good thief boy. Good good sneaky man. She says, wow, wait a minute, Juilliard, you're looking good in that new outfit. You know what? Thank you. No one's coming to me yet. It's so weird. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you spend the next, uh, you spend the rest of however much time you have left uh, learning Thieves Cant with Lily. And uh, by the time your lesson is just about over, she... Uh, 
turns to you and she says, well, Juilliard, it looks like our time is up for now, but you've been a really good student and I want to gift you with something. And she uh, mm. pulls out a uh, dagger because that's a rogue's weapon, right? Rogues use daggers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yep. And uh, she hands it to you and um, you see that it has uh, an inscription uh, of Elvin on it. Uh, it says on it, uh, you can't read it, but um, for everyone else in the room, in Elvin it says, fate is in your hands. And uh, oh. she says, this is my dagger that I first got whenever I was first training to become a rogue, but I think I've outgrown it, and I want to give it to you. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. So Juilliard can't read what's on it. No, he can't. Right? <laughs> okay, he, like, kind of squints his eyes and, like, kind of, like, you know, like, traces his finger over it. He says, it says something in some sort of script, but I can't read it. <laughs> and she says, it says, your fate is in your hands. Whoa, what does that mean? I think that's just something. Is that like your favorite song lyric or something? That's just something that you'll have to figure out for yourself. And she winks at you. Ooh, fun. Okay. It's a mystery <laughs> dagger. So Juilliard takes it and bows and I guess um, tries to like sneak away with the things that he like learned during the session. Like he like crouches and like tries to like zoom out of the room. Wasn't it just like a language <laughs> session? Like you just learned Steve's camp. But yeah, he was feels like, like he's yeah, really okay. improved. You okay. know? I feel like it, he feels like cleansed of it. I think it's like translating into how he. You just like make eye contact before you leave. You're like, the rooster is leaving the nest. <laughs> and then you just crouch and roll behind some library books. Cryptic metaphor. Uh, yeah, so Juilliard does that exactly. <laughs> okay. So Kitsa, what's up? Okay, so um, I just feel like I've been growing a lot, you know, magically, like with my connection with Salune, and we haven't really, like, you know, I haven't really, like, felt her presence, like, a lot and since I first joined the guild, before I joined the guild, and, you know, we had, like, that whole thing, and then I came here, and I seem to be growing in power, which probably means I'm on the right, like you know, roll. So I just want to take some time to just really like commune and meditate and try and get some guidance from her about like, what are my next moves? And like, you know, I got this cool like dagger thing that I don't, it, it seemed like it seemed kind of like um aggressive, you know, for Salune, but for whatever reason, I just thought like, oh yeah, this seems like a good choice. Like it feels like a good choice. Um, so just trying to just grow in that way. Okay. So you're going to meditate. So where, where are you going to meditate? Um, I will wait until it is night. Um, I'll start at around twilight. Um, where that tree is, the teleportation apple tree. Okay. Probably like, I assume that's not very busy. Um, and I think that would be a good place to like sit underneath and just like extend my thoughts to like, like the twilight sky and the stars and the moon, just anything that's cosmic love by Florence and the machine. <laughs> okay. So the way that the <laughs> guild is cool. uh, built, it's built into a cliff and, uh, the, the cliff side overlooks a large body of water and, uh, if you, if you sit under this tree, you can also have a good view of this body of water. And so uh, it's night and you're looking out over this water under this tree and you really just feel a sense of belonging. Like you are in uh, your, you're in your place right now. It's night and you feel at peace and you're meditating. And as your eyes are closed, you can hear something rustling just a little bit in front of you and when you open your eyes there is a beautiful 
white flower that has bloomed right in front of you. Okay. I look at the flower and I, I want to pick it. Okay. Does anything happen when I pick the and flower? And like, nah, what is it? it's just a flower. I mean, it's a, it's like a, it looks similar to an orchid, but it's more fantasy. <laughs> it's a fantasy orchid. You know, I feel like that, like lilies are just fantasy orchids, IRL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, and I, I pick the flower. And I'm thinking about that, and I'm also thinking about that weird dream I had, like, a week or so ago, um, just, like, trying to make sense. Like, this seems like I'm in a good, I'm, like, on the right path, but just trying to, like, fit all the pieces together. As the sun goes down after a long day, our three adventurers take a few moments to reflect. Happy to have received it. Kitsa cautiously places her new flower on the windowsill of their quarters. It stretches happily in the moonlight. Dardo peers into the shining surface of the last remaining remnant of Night's Urn. He sees his own reflection, not as bright as it used to be. His gaze seems to go almost through it. Juilliard practices thieves' cant on the roof. In front of him, his two new items, the Coin of True Fate and Lily's Dagger, both shine brilliantly in the moonlight. All three of them slip off into the night, unaware that the journey ahead of them would be one that would define them forever. Highland. We're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on menards.com. For more great deals. Save 